This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Welcome back to the GPL Podcast. I'm your host, Jupiter, and of course, always with us is Hammy. How are you doing? Not too bad. I got some new music for this year, huh? We do have some new music. Uh, Vigo, <laughs> you're there too, boy? Yep, I'm right here. Looking forward to the season. Oh, I think everybody is. You know, we've got a new music. We've got a sponsor this year in, uh, in Vintage Minnesota Hockey, so things are looking up. The season's coming, guys. We're just a few days away. Are you excited? I'm definitely excited. You know, it's funny because we always have relatively high expectations every year for go for hockey. But, you know, some years you're kind of like last year where you're almost expecting the moon because of what they return for a team. And, yep, yep. Um, and this year, you know, it's kind of like it was a couple of years ago. We lost some, you know, guys to the pros early and, you know, some good talent. And now we have some young guys coming in and some of the underclassmen starting to mature and uh, – so I, I, it's almost kind of exciting because you don't exactly know what you're going to get, you know. But you have you have a lot of talent there, so we'll have to see how it blends. What are your initial thoughts, uh, Viggs? You excited? You were down there to the, yeah. earlier today. Yep, I've been down there uh, for the media day and then the availability today again. So got a little bit of perspective from Coach Lucia on what he's thinking. And one of the big things this year is um, so many roles were defined going into last year that. The guys were kind of expecting ice time in certain spots. And, you know, when things weren't going well, you know, it's kind of hard to change things up. Whereas this is so much competition for ice time, power play time, penalty kill time, even for goaltending. Um, so it's going to be an interesting season. Well, let's kind of kick things off and, and let's get familiar with the new faces on the team, the freshmen. Hammy, uh, let's start with you. Uh, let's start with right at the top, Brent Gates Jr., Forward played at Green Bay last year of the USHL. Uh, what can you tell us about Brent Gates Jr.? Well, uh, you know he's kind of a good-sized kid. He's a real good all-around player. I mean, he, he's I think more of a goal scorer and you know kind of a physical guy that's going to kind of grind it out. I mean, I think that's some one thing we're going to see a little bit more in this year's Gopher team. I think we got a little more size, a little bit more physicality. So he's one of those guys that should kind of bring some of that to the table. It looks like. Uh, you know, from the early indications that he's going to get some uh, prime ice time. I, I've heard earlier in the week that, uh, you know, he was lined up with Clues and, um, uh, let's see, who was the other? It was uh, Clues and Fashing. So, I mean, you know, obviously if, if that's how that remains, they're, you know, they have a lot of confidence in him. So, uh, you know, he, I think that he should be coming. He's coming, coming off injury, but I would imagine given that, you know, the position that he's in there, that he's recovered pretty fully, and uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he uh, translates because he's still a pretty young guy despite his size. Brock, was it Couts? Cats? How do you pronounce that goaltender from the Minnesota Wilderness, Viggs? Do you know? I, I don't know yet. I imagine we'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> he sounds like he's just going to be a practice guy, doesn't he? Viggs? Um, from what I know, um, it sounds like Shirehorn's going to be the guy that, that starts off in net. Um, you know, Lucia was pretty tight to the best with how he's going to handle his goalies, other than that they're going to play one this weekend, which is probably a good thing. Um, but all the players are talking about having confidence in all four goalies, which is a lot of guys to share the net. <laughs> um, but I think Shirehorn is going to get the, the first chance. He's got a lot of experience in the USHL. He's got a lot of experience in international tournaments. And uh, Lucia has, has talked about him being an athletic guy. So he's he's obviously gotten the most uh, attention early on, and Couts, uh, not so much. I didn't think so. He sounded like kind of a last-second practice ad anyway, so that's just the way it is. Uh, Hammy, what about this Ryan Norman kid right out of Shattuck? Yeah, he's, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him this year. I mean, my preference was that he would play a year of uh, USHL after – you know, Shattuck, but uh, I think because of what we saw with, uh, oh God, his name slips my mind, but he kind of decommitted and went up to uh, 
another team like last spring. I, oh my God, I can't remember his name. But anyways, uh, you know, I think that if he had stuck to his original commitment with the Gophers, that uh, it, there's probably a pretty good chance that Norman would have played USHL this year. So I don't really know, honestly, what to expect. I think that he's probably going to be one of those guys that, you know, probably are in and out of the lineup as a first-year player. You know, maybe not quite of the prime guys that you can automatically assume as a freshman are con- going to contribute. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, but he, he should. He's, you know, he's a good two-way player and everything, but I just think he's kind of young, and it'll take some time for him to translate to the college level. Vigo, we've been here about Novak, Tom Novak, for quite a while. What can you tell us about him? Uh, people talk about him as a very steady two-way player. Um, I think he was a second-round draft pick. Um, he's one of the guys who's being slotted in one of the top nine players and playing center. Uh, so a lot of responsibility. Guys like his skill and they like uh, his hockey IQ. Yeah, he's a real good playmaker. Like, I mean, you know, he's he can shoot the puck, but I mean, he, he's known more as you know his playmaking making abilities. And I, I know that uh, you know a lot of people were pretty high on him last year. Um, even you know. I know some, he got kind of dinged up and then he got kind of separated up from the top line. I think that that actually kind of helped him when he was in Waterloo was to play on a different line than, uh, um, Besser and some of those guys. So I, I, it sounds like he's, you know, going to be a good contributor right out of the gate. And I'm sure that he'll do well on a power play because that's kind of playing to his strengths. And then we've got Jack Ramsey. Boy, that name sounds familiar, isn't it? That it does. Uh, you know, it's, his sister was a star there for four years. <laughs> yeah, and then and not to, not, not to mention his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's you know he's an athletic kid. You know, he you know I really think that he was recruited early on. You know, um, just to kind of play that kind of role player type of a situation. Mm-hmm. He's to me. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be exactly like Saratori was, but I think he's like in that vein. You know, a coach's kid who knows the game, who plays smart. You know, plays hard. Um, he's kind of bigger physical kid. So I think that, you know, I'm not expecting he's going to turn into a big scorer in college because he hasn't really proven that, you know, in the junior level. But I think that he'll be one of those guys that adds a lot of grit and character to the team. And you can tell he really wants to be a Minnesota player. He was one of the first kids out of this class to commit to Minnesota. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. he definitely was. Vigo, what do you know about this Darian Romanco guy? Um, I know that he was the, the last guy to commit to this he class. He was. And um, he's he's a big player. I think they're looking at him to play center. I think out of the the freshman centers, he's probably more of a fourth line type center guy. Um, played in the NHL. Um, guys guys are saying he's fitting in well. Asking a lot of questions. Um, one of the things that the players are talking about is all the young guys uh, need to communicate on the ice, and I think that's especially important for fourth line guys. Um, to communicate on the ice and, and make sure to make the safe plays and be aware of where the opponents are. So it'll be interesting to see how he, how he fits in the lineup and if he stays there. Jack Sadak out of Lakeville, North Hammy. Yeah, I mean he's uh, you know he's got a lot of talent. I've I've heard some good things. You know, he was kind of one of those kids that you think, well, he's coming right out of high school hockey, and so you don't really have huge mm-hmm. expectations just because especially as a defenseman, you think, okay, there's going to be a big, you know, transition period. And they're probably there, you know, I'm sure there will be to some extent for him, but uh, I've heard, you know, good things early on. Uh, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get right out of the gate, just because I think that uh, some of last year's freshmen, um, those three guys are going to be playing a lot. And of course we have some of the returners like Brzezinski and those guys. So I don't know that, um, you know, I, I'm sure he'll get some spot duty. And if he, if there's an injury involved, I'm sure he'll get ample playing time, but, uh, I think it's just going to be one of those situations where he's going to, you know, it's going to be a learning year for him, and hopefully he'll be able to contribute when he gets his opportunities. Oh, Curtis Simonson? Is that how you pronounce his name? (laughs) Anyone know? I'm pretty sure that's it, yep. What do you know about him? Is he another bit player, Hammy or Viggs? I mean, what do you want to think? Go ahead, Viggs. Well, I think he was another late commit to this team. Um, to provide some depth, um, you, you look at this team. They've got six D that they they feel they can count on, but of course, you know there can always be injuries and things like that. So I think he's brought in as more of a depth player. Um, Lucia has kind of said that he's going to start with the the six guys who are returning first and give them a shot, see if they can can do it. I think he's more of a depth player. Okay. 
Yeah, and if you see, you know, if you look at the Gopher kind of recruiting pipeline, they had a number of kind of scholarship defensemen that are going to be coming in here the next year or two, and, and you know, and there's not – I don't know how much attrition there's going to be in that time, but, you know, I don't know that that's going to be significant enough. So they had to bring somebody in that wasn't going to – necessarily cost them a lot of scholarship or anything along those lines so that's kind of why i think that they brought somebody like simonson in kind of late that probably wasn't going to be a very costly player to bring in and what sounds like it's going to be our starting goaltender well we don't know yet is it eric shirehorn is how you pronounce it Viggs, or is it shearhorn 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 i i wasn't sure so i just thought i'd ask um obviously um hammy you've spoke how this is a pretty good get late in the game um, uh, what are your thoughts on this kid? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've been saying it, you know, basically since last spring that to me, he's the guy that you, you kind of have penciled in right now as the, the starter for, you know, at least the, I would expect the bulk of the games this year, um, played really well, USHL goalie of the year. Um, you know, obviously when you have those kind of credentials, um, coming into college, you know, being an older guy as well, that, uh, you kind of expect him to step in and play well. I've heard that uh, he looked really good this summer, and, and he's looked uh, relatively good, you know, early in practice time, you know, with captain's practices and all that. Um, but I, I've actually heard that he's probably more of like Wilcox in the sense that he's more of a game type of a goal. He plays better in games than he actually does in practice. So hopefully that'll translate uh, as the season goes on. And the last of the freshmen is Tyler Sheehy. What do you know about him, Viggs? Uh, probably not as much as Hammy, but I know that he's <laughs> probably going to get a shot at the the top nine. So oh. you know they're looking at some skill for for him in the lineup. Yeah, kind of a smaller guy. I mean, he's not real big, but he's kind of like built, kind of compact, and he's kind of I think a little bit tougher to knock off the puck given his size. Um, so I think that you know he's one of those guys that can you know provide some offense. He's not just uh, you know a passing guy. He can shoot the puck. He's a good goal scorer. So I think that. He'll be a nice all-around addition to the team. Now, that does it for the freshmen, but there is a new face that was on the team last year but had to sit out a year, and that's Nick Sealer. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Uh, him, uh, Viggs? Uh, Nick Sealer is a player who was kind of in the background last year, uh, transferred in from Omaha and sat out the year. Um, Don Lucia has said that he has already made himself known as in practice. He's a he's a physical defenseman, um, pretty, pretty good size, and uh, – They've actually had to tell him to tone it down and practice a little bit because he was popping guys a little, a little too hard. And Lucia said that this is a guy that you know Minnesota fans haven't seen for a while. Um, so he was a wild draft pick and uh, should step in and, and play a pretty significant role right away. Yeah, I've been saying since last year that he's going to be our most physical defenseman this year. I have no doubt about that. I mean, he's he definitely likes to hit. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think is going to bring kind of that DeMarkey kind of feel to him. I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to necessarily take the penalties like that, but, you know, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be a physical guy that's going to make his presence known. Other teams are going to definitely be looking for, out for him on the ice. And I don't think he's just a bruiser. He looks like he's pretty mobile out there on the ice. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to bring a lot to the, to the Gophers. Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to project him as just like a one-way kind of a big slug type of a guy. He definitely is – some good skills, um, but he definitely is going to bring an element, like Lucia said, that you know we haven't really seen with a lot of our defensemen in recent years. Well, you can always send us questions uh, via Twitter if you're listening live. Just use the hashtag GPL Podcast, and we'll try to answer your questions. I noticed uh, good old Matt Barron wants to know what's your favorite beer, Hammy. My favorite beer, Jesus, you're asking the wrong dude. I, I know, but that, you know that's what that's what he wanted to know. Yeah, uh, you know, I gin and tonic. See, see, Viggs is the guy who's like the total beer expert. I'm not like that. I well, then, what's your favorite beverage? I should say beverage. Well, I had far too many uh, Long Island iced teas about I don't know five (laughs) weeks ago, and trust me, I was praying to the porcelain god the next day. <laughs> kind of swore off drinking for a little bit, so that's what I had last. <laughs> well, Viggs, let's let you answer the question, then. What's your favorite beer? I think the last time I had a Long Island, I was probably up at Grandma's in Duluth. And, and I think I remember younger. that. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a good time that weekend. I think I was wearing a, a vintage Minnesota jersey that weekend, too. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. But uh, I think <laughs> the best beer for me is probably uh, Goose Island Bourbon County. 
comes out once a year uh, right after Thanksgiving, and it's a phenomenal beer if you uh, can get your hands on it. I have to admit I like pumpkin beers at this time of oh. year. I kind of dig it. Okay. Viggs always tells me like one or two that I should get, and I usually forget to get them, but nonetheless. <laughs> Tim Hanfke wants to know, thoughts on Lucia being on Twitter, is the Don turning soft? Now, <laughs> first off, obviously it's the official Don Lucia account, but I'm sorry. I think the tweets coming out so far look like Brian Deutsch, the SID, all the way. His fingerprints are all over it. Is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I don't think Don knows how to get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of get the feeling like when I see, especially the links, you know, to things like, you know, the Galagaski stuff, or, you know, he's retweeting yep. stuff or whatever. It's just kind of like, you know, not that Coach probably doesn't know how to do this stuff entirely, but I kind of have the feeling that he just doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to waste a hell of a lot of time <laughs> doing this stuff. He's like, do I? He probably was battling tooth and nail. Do I really have to do this shit? You know, he's, you're probably I'm right. Sure that, yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of think that it was more like, well, you should probably have one. It's good for publicity and whatever else. So yeah, I'm sure he buckled because of that. But <laughs> yeah, I woke up. What was it? Saturday or Sunday morning? And I saw that. I'm like, is this for real? And I actually tweeted at Minnesota. I said, is it for real? And he said it was. So I did think it was I, funny I, that he he uh, tweeted at the fake Don Lucia account, which was, was pretty good. good. Yeah. I'll take it from here is pretty much what the Don said towards fake Don Lucia. And if you don't follow fake Don Lucia, do so. It is a pretty it, – it's it, it's pretty funny if you ask me. Yeah, it was pretty Agreed. funny I asked uh, Lucia today if, uh, you know, he was going to announce the goalie decision on Twitter. And he said definitely not. And uh, <laughs> the only reason he got on there was to take it from uh, fake Don Lucia and try to put him out of business. <laughs> But he, but he has no idea who fake Don Lucia is, although it must be someone close to the program because he gets a lot of inside info on uh, the Don's activities. You know, I've had people there ask me about fake Don Lucia, and I have no idea who it is. I don't think some of the bigwigs there know who it is. They they, they think it might be an insider, but who knows who, who it really is? So it's worth the follow. It is worth a follow. It is pretty funny. And good, good sense of humor. Definitely good sense of humor. He definitely so. loves his hair a little too much. Oh. <laughs> well, guys, we have a sponsor for the GPL podcast. It's been a few years. We've tried a little bit in the past, but now we have somebody who's willing to pay for us. Which was, we're, we're really happy about this. But the thing is, you know, it's a legit you know, website that, you know, I think quite a few of us have used. It's a great audience for it. So I want to welcome a vintage Minnesota hockey aboard. I would like to welcome vintage Minnesota hockey as our very first sponsor on the GPL podcast. Vintage wants to take you back in time and keep the memories of Minnesota hockey heritage alive forever. They have Minnesota hockey history from around the entire state. Vintage Minnesota Hockey is dedicated to those from Minnesota's past who have carved out Minnesota's rich hockey history from the state of hockey. Personally, I love the online store. I own a 2011 alternate white jersey with gophers written across the front of it. I love it, and I can personally vouch for its quality. You can even get your throwback jersey customized with your name, number, or patches. And... As listeners of the GPL podcast, you get a special 10% discount on all orders from their online store. Just enter the code GPL podcast, all lowercase, and one word to receive this discount. So visit Vintage Minnesota Hockey today at VintageMNHockey.com. And there it is, our first advertiser on GPL. I know you were speaking about it earlier, Viggs, but uh, you own one of Kyle's jerseys, don't you? Yeah, I've got a couple. I've got uh, an old Herb Brooks jersey and then uh, an old John Mariucci jersey. Uh, the the old Brooksy one is uh, wool, so it's especially nice for outdoor tailgating when I choose to rube it up. <laughs> Keeps you nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great look. Always well, a conversation starter. Good job reading the copy, dude, because you didn't have that Joe Mauer monotone. Like, Hi, this is Joe. This is Joe Mauer. Oh I'd man! Like to represent. Yeah, at least you had some emphasis on the words. When I, I I was definitely winging it, but you know, I I definitely support it because you know I've got a jersey from him, and 
you know, people have a hard time finding jerseys because, to be honest, the U has crappy jerseys. And, you know, I know that they can't do the most recent jerseys, but, they, you know, he's got a lot of classic jerseys there from Minnesota, Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud, you know, the, the North Stars. You know, he's even, he's even got a, quite a few game warns there that you could purchase. So you definitely should check out uh, check it out if you get the chance and, and use the code. You know, you'll get 10% off your order, and uh, that's more you can ask for. So d- be sure to check it out. All right, guys, predictions. Big Ten predictions, you know, uh, should we just automatically put uh, Wisconsin at the bottom and just start from there? <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, basically what go, I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to go on last year, I suppose, and considering that I, they look like they're just trying to throw as many warm bodies on the team as possible just to, like, you know, see what sticks to the wall. So, I, you know, that would probably be my suggestion. I mean, they'll be they'll have some good players. You know, I think they'll be a little better than last year, of course, but uh, – I wouldn't suspect that we're going to see like this uh, worst to first kind of thing. I, I definitely wouldn't expect that. So we can all agree, even you, uh, Viggs, that uh, Wisconsin at the bottom, at least at least for now, that's that's our prediction. Yeah, I mean, they've just got so many players in transition there. Uh, I think Grant Bessie will have a good season, but other than that, it's it's hard to see a lot of positives for them. They were just so young last year, and now they have to find a new goalie. It's just going to be rough. <laughs> Eves you had know, to I find mean, new guys to coach with. I mean, that's true. I mean, Eves is, uh, well, he, you know, he fired all his assistants. So whatever happens this year, it's on him. You know, and the thing is, is I know that we all kind of enjoy watching them suffer mm. a bit, but it is it is important for them to get things turned around from a conference standpoint. I mean, it. You know, obviously, when all this conference stuff changed, we all expected that Wisconsin would be one of the real contenders every year to be, you know, for the NCAA's along with the Gophers and Michigan. Like those would be the three teams you could really count on most years to be contenders. And having Wisconsin suck the way they have, you know, has not helped um, the conference. So eventually, we got to hope that that turns around. I mean, even if we don't like seeing it. Uh, we still need them to be a better team. You know, I think personally, I, I enjoy if they have a bad year like they did last year. But if they continue to do this, I, I won't enjoy it at all. We need we need that rivalry there. The conference needs them to be strong. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was fun last year. But come on, Wisconsin, you've got to pick it up. Well, I think yeah. they'll be fine next year. I mean, they've got so many young players getting experience. As long as they don't have a lot of you know, mid-season flyers out of there, uh, they, they'll, they'll eventually get there. Well, how much trouble is Eve's in? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Ugh. you know, well, you have to figure that there is no more fall guy left. I mean, There isn't. Now with new assistants, you can't blame the assistants anymore. At some point, it's going to come down to the head guy. And if, uh, you know, if he doesn't perform, you know, this year or ne- next year, I mean, I think that he'd, I mean, I'd be shocked if he's not gone, if he doesn't perform by the end of next year. So, Viggs, who do you have as your fifth-place team then? Uh, my fifth-place team, I've got Ohio State. Um, I, I just don't think they have a lot of depth to compete with the top teams in the conference. Um, they, they played kind of a tight game at times last time, but I think you know they want to get up and down with their top-line guys. Um, I just don't see a lot of depth there. They, they've got a nice player in Greco, but I don't see him having much of a supporting cast. What do you think, Cammy? You along the same lines with Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to figure things out with them. I mean, <laughs> they ha- you know, every year you're just like thinking, what's going to happen with these guys? Are they going to be up, down? You know, they kind of, once they lost Osiki, you know, it was kind of like, what's going to happen with this program? And it, it just kind of continued in that no man's land. You just don't know what to expect. Let me guess, Hammy, your next one is Michigan State or Penn State, because I think Penn State's keeping it uh, improving now yeah i mean i i would probably say penn state just because i mean as much as um you know i i I, i'm impressed with the progress that they've made Mm -hmm. they still you know i think are a little bit of ways before they'll consistently be threatening you know the better teams Um, but I, i definitely think they're headed in the right direction i think we saw that last year they continually you know they're a competitive team even when they're not winning they're not necessarily getting slaughtered you know i think they're being very competitive and um, but I just don't think that they have the guns quite yet to really be consistently threatening the top teams. 
Number four for you, Viggs? I've actually got Michigan in this spot, which is, is probably an outlier for a lot of people. Wow. Um, well, I they were picked the by the coaches as number one, too. <laughs> I know, but the coaches aren't usually right on this one. <laughs> True. Uh, I think they've just got so many issues in that program. They had a bunch of guys leave early last year. Um, their goaltending was inconsistent. They were flipping back and forth between them all year. And I just think they have a lot of guys looking out the door and looking at okay. their NHL careers. And, um, you know, they have a, a lot of talent uh, up front. Um, they've, they've got some real skill there. They've got Warinsky, who's probably one of the best defensemen in college hockey, and uh, Downing, who's a real physical defenseman. But I just don't think they play cohesively enough to, to be successful, and I think they're going to struggle. And, you know, Red Berenson in the, you know, in the past has been able to keep players He's done an excellent job, but, you know, some people have felt over the last, you know, five or so years that, you know, Red's starting to kind of lose that luster on keeping these players. Well, I think that's common with a lot of coaches these days. Uh, one of the interesting things that came out of availability today was I was asking Lucia about what is he emphasizing this year, and he really talked about communication and not communication on the ice like Justin Kluse talks about. He talks about communication off the ice about you know captains coming to him weekly, having a meeting, making sure everyone's on the same page and has buy-in on what's happening, and giving the, the captains some power to, to carry out change through the team. And I, I think that's a big change for a lot of these old coaches where they're used to just being able to tell kids what to do, when to do it, and if they don't like it, they bench them. Well, now when you do that, the NHL is calling because these kids are free agents by the age of 27. So if things aren't working out in college, they want to get them in the AHL. And unlike Major Junior, uh, the kids aren't protected. You know, they can go play minor pro hockey right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got Michigan at number four. Well, who do you have at number three, Viggs? I've got Penn State at number three. Okay. I think uh, Guy Godowski has a lot of things going. Uh, I like his defensemen. They're, they're getting to the point where they're getting enough talent, where they've got guys who can get them in transition, and they generate lots of shots. Um, they put the puck on net, and uh, you know they had a couple impressive road games last year, and I think uh, they've got something going there. They've got a great home crowd, a great atmosphere there. Um, I think Penn State, on my surprise for Nate Wells' prediction, was Penn State making the NCAAs. Interesting. Well, Hammy, who's your number three? Uh, I've got Michigan State. Um, I think, you know, specifically Hildebrand, such a really good goalie, you know, and I I think he, when you have that kind of a situation, you know, a goalie that you can really count on, I mean, it's something that, um, you can just kind of build upon and uh, granted, they're not, I think a team that's going to blow anybody's socks off as far as, um, you know, their skills and anything along those lines. Cause they're not really, uh, at least they weren't last year, a real high scoring team or anything, but I think that. They play that style where they'll be competitive and uh, with a good goalie as their kind of backbone of the team. I, I think that they'll you know be consistent enough to kind of finish in that slot. So back to you, Viggs. You've got Michigan State and Minnesota left. Who are you putting number two? I've got Michigan State as number two. Oh, I think Hildebrand. You're is, such a homer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the team I watch all the time. So <laughs> of course, we have high expectations for them. But uh, Michigan State's got great goaltending. I think um, they've got a group that's been together long enough to play competitive hockey in every game. Um, you don't see them get too checked out of their systems and, and making teams go through layers to get to their goalie. And when they get there, they've got a good one. All right, Hammy, you've got Minnesota Michigan left. Are you going homer? No, I am going to pick uh, Minnesota second, uh, although I will not be shocked if they let, you know end up in first. But um, – you know, I just think that this year, with some of the question marks that we have, particularly in goal, I mean, you, you know, it's kind of hard for me to feel like absolutely confident that I can just slot them in the top spot automatically when you have some of that, especially in a key spot like goalie. Um, we certainly have guys that, you know, are going to be stepping into new roles. And I think the talent is certainly there and they'll be able to, they'll be capable of handling those things. But I'm just not you know, coming into the season, I'm not going to be convinced of, you know, them being able to achieve that until I see a little more and actually watch them prove it. You know, the thing I am heartened about that I think last year's team didn't have is I I feel a lot more confident in the leadership this year. Um, I think we kind of talked about it last year in terms of some of the, you know, the off the ice stuff and some of the conflict that was going on behind the scenes. And I think that, uh, 
this year's leadership like Justin Clues and some of those guys, I think they really kind of saw firsthand how that could impact the team. Because last year's team was obviously very, very talented, and um, it wasn't a talent issue. I think it was just really we saw how important chemistry and some of the intangibles are, and um, it just didn't translate last year. And I think that uh, I've heard very good things already about how the leadership is trying to get the guys together, you know, not just – you know, on the same page on the ice, but off the ice, trying to make sure that there's camaraderie and that even the young guys feel a part of the team. So when we've had really good seasons, we've had really good leadership. And I think that that's what we have this year. Hello. We haven't, we haven't Sorry, on. I did it like again. That. Yes, I was did you holding. Put your mute on. I had the mute button. I started talking, not even knowing again. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I should have known. Well, Hammy, you had Michigan first. Vigo, you have Michigan fourth. Uh, you guys kind of feel different about Michigan. Yeah, I well, just think that the you know leadership is important, and I and I'm not sure if Michigan has it. Okay. I think they have a lot of guys who are looking in the NHL, and they've got a lot of question marks in goal who have proven that they're question marks. I think when you look at Minnesota, they have question marks in goal, but we haven't really seen how they're going to react to the college game. Uh, one of the things I heard today was that um, they did think Shearhorn was an athletic goalie like Wilcox and um, that this is the first time he's had a goalie coach in a couple of years. And so I think over the season, you, you know, you're going to see him get even steadier. But one of the things that go for goalies is they, they're not under a lot of pressure throughout the entire game. It's a lot more you know, rushes coming at them, and I think the athleticism could be a, a positive there. Well, and I think the thing you have to remember, people have to remember about Wilcox is he did not have the greatest year last year. You know, I mean, nope. he had obviously a freshman year and his sophomore year, he was very good. But if you look at his numbers last year, they weren't nearly as good as what they were the prior two years. I think we could see it with our own eyes that he didn't quite make those, you know, key saves quite as often. You know, it seemed like in the past he would, uh, you know, steal a, a goal or, you know, or two maybe even in, in certain games. And we just didn't quite see that quite that level of play last year. So he didn't set the bar super high. And I think that that's something that, you know, this year, whoever's going to be the, the starter, likely Shearhorn. I mean, those guys are not going to, feel like they have to, you know, be world beaters to just replicate what la happened last year. So, All right, Viggs, I'm curious. Just a prediction here. Who's your breakout player this year? Who's the guy who's, uh, you know, been okay for the first few years, but it's going to break out this year? Uh, breakout player. I think uh, we'll see Brodzinski really be one of the breakout players from the, the defensive core. You know, I think he had a, a tough time finding the ice last year and he's got a lot of offensive scale and you know when you're playing behind a guy like uh, Mike Riley you know there's not a lot of opportunities for you to show that so I think this year he's going to get a lot of looks and opportunities and I think he's probably the breakout guy from the defenseman what do you think Hammy who's going to step it up well I mean I think we're going to see a, a number of guys step it up just simply because of the fact that uh, you know there's some key spots that opened up uh, but I, I really you know, I'm looking kind of towards uh, Bristed to be a guy that steps up just because, I mean, I think people forget that last year was really his first year in North America, playing North America hockey, you know, coming from another country, making all that kind of a transition. And um, that, that's not going to be easy. And yet, you know, he still, you know, played pretty well overall, considering that fact. Um, and I just think that he, you know, he's a guy that works hard. He's very consistent in terms of his effort level. And I would suspect that he's going to get some good opportunities in terms of, uh, you know, some power play time and things of that nature. So I really think that you know, he's a guy that we could potentially see really step up big time. Okay. I'm looking at the roster guy and I see a name I don't recognize. Who is Mike? What? Smatula? Smatula. Smatula. Who? He's the tran he's the transfer. He's not going to be playing this year. He'll be sitting oh, up okay. the NCAA rules. Um, but he's a very good offensive player that will, uh, definitely be contributing next year to next year's team, but he'll be sort of in the same shoes that Nick Sealer was in last year. So he won't be, he'll just be a practice guy this year, but he won't be playing. Yeah. I just looked at yeah. that. It was just kind of throwing me off there. <laughs> yeah. He was a point of game player for Northeastern. So, okay. yep. Okay. For me, I'm thinking the return of uh, Connor Riley. Boy, that kid was big early last year and I I'm thinking he's going to come back better than ever. And, and he could be a, uh, 
quite the impact on the team this year. At least that's what I'm hoping, and that's what I'm predicting. Connor Riley for me. Well, one of the things about Connor is Lucia says this is the best he's ever looked skating. Mm-hmm. So, which says something. You know, this is a kid who's who's been injured a lot. You know, he's been a little unlucky with uh, ACLs, and you know, he's back and he's gone through the rehab, and he he says his injured knee feels stronger than his other knee. So. Well, that's definitely positive. I mean, or his recently injured knee. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope he stays healthy this year. Uh, he's <laughs> certainly had some rotten luck the last handful of years. Yeah, and he was a great one-timer threat last year for the power play. So he was. Uh, hopefully, he can bring a little bit more to the ice this year. I will say that I think uh, you know it'll be important for Vinny to step up this year. Letary, you know, I think that uh, you know he's one of those guys that we've been kind of waiting to break out. You know, and I, I I'm hoping that. Uh, you know, with some kind of increased ice time and maybe playing on a line with a little bit more offensive guys uh, this year that maybe he'll uh, kind of break out because we definitely need him. You know, he's a guy that I think is a good player, but uh, we just haven't seen him kind of click quite yet at this level. Another question from Twitter. Remember, you can always uh, tweet us if you're listening live or using the hashtag GPL podcast. It's from Eric Raymond. Uh, let's start with you, Hanny. Best guest at the lines or at least two plays. I assume he means this uh, Saturday night again, the Hall of Fame game at Vermont or against Vermont. Well, uh, I was told by a very good source uh, the other uh, what two days ago that um, the lines at the time. I'm not saying this is definitely what the first lines get. Our first game lines are going to be what what the top line was: Gates, Clues, and Fashing, and then it was uh, Riley, Novak, and Bristed for the second, and then. Sheehy, Letary, and uh, Camarada on the third, and then Ramsey, Romanco, and uh, Michelson on the fourth. So I, you know, I don't know if they're going to tweak that or, you know, but the, as far as early indications go, I'm guessing that's probably what they will be for as far as the uh, forward lines. Viggs, Camarada's got to pick it up this year. Yeah, uh, he went to a skating coach this summer to <laughs> try and improve his, his stride. Because he did look like a periphery player last year. And I think he's got to find a way to, to get himself in open space with his legs a little bit more and not just be on the, the periphery. He's got to find a way to get involved in the game and, and get to that home plate area in the offensive zone a little bit more. To me, he's the X factor for this team this year because okay. if, he, if he goes in the tank you know, and kind of plays pretty mediocre like last year, it, I don't think the team's going to do quite as well. If he kind of starts to reach that potential offensively um, and, and kind of makes that kind of an impact. I, I have a feel a lot better about this year, but he definitely is a kid that has to start being more engaged. I mean, nobody's going to say he's going to become a big bruiser or anything, but you know, he's got to get more engaged in the play in the corners and, and puck battles and just show a little bit more fight. Uh, he just doesn't seem, you know, in the past, he just hasn't had that fight. And I want to see some of that this year. I want to, I think last year is the first time he really faced a lot of adversity on the ice because he's always been such an, a good offensive player, and he didn't have that last year. And he didn't really seem to answer the bell with that challenge last year. So hopefully he learned from it and he'll bring something this year that's uh, going to be more consistent. I, I don't think he was working. Well, that's what I said. I, I mean, you got to work. And the leadership let him be this kind of a lazy ass out there last year. Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, the coach probably looks around and says, well, I'm giving this kid, you know, probably 90% scholarship or whatever. And, you know, and it's like he's he's got more skill than the guys that aren't playing. And it, so it's almost like you feel, in a sense, obligated to play him. And they probably should have benched him, you know, once or twice just to get his attention. But uh, he, like I said, he definitely didn't seem to answer some of the adversity that he faced last year. So hopefully, you know, he's kind of learn from that and we'll have a little bit more tougher mentality this year let's hope so let's hope so because we need him to put some pucks in the net well boys we have the vermont catamounts coming in on uh, saturday for the hall of fame game uh do we know anything about vermont uh vegs uh we just know that they're a veteran team who's, (laughs) who's done very well in hockey east um none of the players or coaches commented much on on uh the team um, so, you know, I think everybody on the gopher side is focused on what they can do. Um, but I think, you know, they're going to have to play a responsible game. I think it's going to be a, a close one. Hammy, any thoughts on Vermont? 
You know, it's these early season <laughs> games, you know, are just so hard to, you know, really know because you don't you just don't know what players have stepped up and worked their ass off in the off season and look like a completely different guy than the last year. And um, as we've seen in the past, even, you know, with gopher teams that return a lot of guys, maybe they start off sluggish and you just don't know. I mean, obviously, with the pairwise the way it is and with the Big Ten kind of, you know, being a little bit sketchy again this year or likely going to be sketchy. You know, these are going to be important games, you know, to start off the season and, and try to win some of these non-conference games to make your make sure that you're in a good position at the end of the year, that you're not uh, kind of biting your fingernails wondering if you're going to get in or not. Yeah, well, we're just hoping they don't lay an egg. For what, the whole season? Or well, for just, just open things up Friday night because if they're not up for the following weekend, then we've got more concerns. But, uh, you know, just just do something Saturday night. Just keep us from being bitter. <laughs> well, I think there's going to be some jitters going on Saturday mm-hmm. night. I mean, they're going to be playing a, a team of a lot of 22, 23. I think there's a couple 24-year-olds on that Vermont team. You know, and that's a big step up for guys like Gates who are – you know, just barely 18 and, um, you know, some of the other young guys who are going to be in the lineup. So there's a big difference in that four or five years. Well, and for first, you know, they get some of these guys, their first home game and some of that stuff. So I'm sure there's going to be some nerves in that sense. But, um, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that we see a lot of energy, a lot of, you know, I mean, it's, you never know if it's going to be clicking early in the season with lines and that kind of chemistry and all that. So hopefully we'll see some, good work on the power play and um, some good uh, chemistry amongst the lines. So as long as they work hard and, you know, I feel pretty good about their chances of winning that game, but I, you know, you just never know early in the season. Well, before we close up shop for the night, Viggs, you've been waiting to write this story for a few months now, but uh, today you wrote about uh, approved renovations that are coming to Mariucci. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, the university signed off on a $4.3 million project that's been about uh, four years coming for Don Lucia. Yeah. Uh, Mary Chirino is was great in 1993, but it's uh, been a long time since it opened, and they haven't done much to the player areas. You know, they've they've done the video board and the, the ribbons and the audio and the suites, but you know, the locker rooms and everything is pretty much the same. Uh, so they're going to start at the end of the season. Uh, Don said uh, April 1st would be when they'd start the work, and they have to basically gut out the base of the basement level of the arena to create all the space. And you know, I think when recruits are looking at you know, all that neon green in uh, North Dakota, and you know the lounge and kitchens that are there, you know they wonder why Minnesota doesn't have that. Well, next year they will. Uh, they'll get started on that. And then the following season, they'll, they'll work on um, some of the training stations and shooting areas, puck handling areas, and that'll be the second phase of the renovation. That includes weight room, right? The second yep. phase. Yeah. Yep. Second phase will be all that training stuff. Okay. Um, the first phase is, is is more the you know the comfort and amenities that a lot of the other schools have. Because right now Minnesota does have a, a really great uh, strength program run run by Cal Dietz. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the weakness. It's it's kind of the bells and whistles that recruits see elsewhere. Well, and they all they all of course. I mean, you, I agree that Cal Dietz is great, and, but I mean, they all want to see the new shiny stuff and the mm-hmm. weight rooms and all that stuff. It's and so you know I, we were talking about this on GPL. I don't remember somebody was kind of complaining about ticket prices and that they don't care <laughs> if we have the latest and greatest of you know, uh, you know, uh, the stadiums and amenities and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, if you feel that way, that's fine. But then don't ever complain about losing recruiting battles and losing more games and whatever, because having the latest bells and whistles and things to attract recruits are very important. And so you can't have it both ways where you're going to complain about wins and losses and losing recruiting battles, but then you don't want you know, you don't want the team or the programs to have nice things for their players. So they, you know, whether they spend it on ticket price, you know, the ticket prices are the big deal or not. Nonetheless, it's still a part of it. So uh, don't complain too much. Well, Vigo wrote a whole story on this. We've got some photos of the new renovations, everything over on the homepage on GPL. So make sure you go check it out. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? I think that Hall of Fame looks kind of cool that they're going to put in there. I mean, that re- the rendition that they yeah. have, that picture, that looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah. One of the points of emphasis is to make everything gophers on when you come in that uh, double door. Is uh, 
make sure you know where you are. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we might not get the the change in ice size, at least nothing in the near future, but uh, you and I have both been down there, and it's nothing to write home about, Viggs. Yeah, it's a hockey rink. <laughs> That's about all it is. What uh, did, did they say? Like, I know that they, it was going to be years off, but I mean, what in terms of the resizing the rink? I mean, do they say much about that? Um, just that it's it's last on their list right now because you know they've got to do these two phases, and with all the stuff happening with the athlete village, Title Nine, um, the track, you know, there's a lot of expenses that that are being asked for by other programs. So I think it's it's a longer term thing. It's going to cost about two million, I think, to do the the ice sheet change because they have to do a lot of work to rework the refrigeration. Um, they have to get rid of the R twenty two and replace it with the ammonia refrigeration, and that supposedly has to happen by twenty twenty. So I think that's the timeline they're looking at for changing the rink. And they're talking about like a hybrid size rink, right? Like it's not going to be NHL, it's not going to be Olympic, it's going to be in between, correct? Is yeah, it would be. Two hundred by ninety-two right. with NHL corners. Okay, that's what and they're it, looking at. The first two phases are completely funded now. Is that correct? Yep, totally funded, signed off by the border regents. Um, it was just a timing issue because by the time the border regents approved it in July, it was too late to get the work done for this season, and they'd be working into January. So rather than have that you know mess happen during the season, they just decided to delay it till April. And then they'll be able to complete that first phase by next season. And that's the right okay. thing to do. I mean, yeah, you don't want to create the distractions yeah. and upset everything around there. That's yeah, I think that's the yeah, wise thing to do. Because the plan is, you know, the, the visitors' locker room that where it currently is now is going to be removed. You know, the whole home locker room will be taking up that whole area down there. They'll have to almost create a new visitors' locker room. So it's, it's going to be quite the change. So yep, they, something they you just that, don't want to do. <laughs> they call that entombed space that they aren't using. So they're going to shift all that to the other side of the rink. So they're going to put where there isn't anything over there right now, correct? I mean, they don't have a hallway that goes – I mean, I right. haven't been to that side. So they have to make an actual hallway for the visitors' locker room eventually, correct? Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. So that's all going to be new space over there for them to use. Okay. Well, it'll be exciting to watch, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see those changes and uh, keep the program moving, guys. And no complaints about the TV schedule this year, or what? I mean, well, there's people complaining. You know, the, the only complaint I have, you know, that I'm guessing the reason why you know your uh, your numbers are down, blah blah blah, ratings, you know, is that yeah, there's not one place to go for go for hockey anymore on TV. They're Correct. on a bunch of different channels, and you know, and yeah, but pe- people are people are lazy. I'm sorry, they're yeah. just lazy. Oh, I don't know where to find it. You know, get off your ass and find it. It's there. I mean, it does suck. We're not just on Fox. You're on Big Ten, CBS, you know, America's whatever, whatever it is. Find the game and watch it. Because the more you watch it, the better TV schedule and the better TV ratings they'll get. So, just watch it. So explain to me this the American blah 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 stuff or whatever. I mean, what what channel is that locally for us? Or it's, whatever? it's syndication, so it's whoever wants to buy it, I believe. So we're probably looking like a channel forty five kind of thing, or well, last know? year it was twenty three point oh. two. <laughs> right, well, whatever it was, right? Yeah, so uh, we'll have to see. You know, we okay. we don't know where that channel is going to be yet, but uh, so that know. one's going to be a little bit harder to find. Yeah, you know. Well, at least for out of towners, uh, for sure. Go to the game. Listen to it on the radio. Who cares? It's at Notre Dame, and that's why it's on the network because they Notre Dame wouldn't just sell it to someone, you know, like ESPN. Yeah, well, we'll see. It doesn't matter. They're mostly Hmm. on TV, so people find it. Quit your bitching. Notre Dame's not that far away either. (laughs) Every year, it's the same thing. Everybody's hand wringing about the stuff, and then. The schedule comes out and it's like, oh well, it's not so bad. Well, Big Ten is showing less games, so it was the you know, yeah, and we, we kind of knew that was coming. You know, Rick Pizzo was saying that they're not getting the ratings that they wanted to, and the mostly the ratings only come from Minnesota. It would help if these other schools, you know, actually had people watch the games. But uh, you know, Minnesota's the money maker. Minnesota's the TV team, so 
Well, I mean, uh, the, you know, Wisconsin's got to pick their crap up. That's part of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and uh, I mean, their I mean, their schedule's falling off the map. Is from what I didn't I see like they're like way down for TV stuff. I mean, they coverage. Are. So I mean, they're they can't even really get their own people in their own state to watch their stuff. It looks like. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be a fun season, boys. That's all that yeah, matters. I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like I said, I think with the new blood and kind of I think with the leadership kind of focusing on making sure there's that kind of camaraderie this year, I, you know, I, I think that we'll see a little bit more of a, a co- cohesive team. And I think that we'll see some more physicality. So that's always going to, you know, that kind of tends to bring guys together when guys are playing physical and standing up for teammates and whatever. So um, I, I feel pretty good about this year. Hopefully it'll translate to wins, but I mean, you don't know until you, start seeing how they perform, but uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good about the team this year. Any last thoughts, Viggs? Uh Two things we didn't touch on. Uh, Hudson Fashion is playing through injury all of last season. Yep. He had some surgery in the offseason to, uh, to clean things up. So he says he's 100% healthy for the first time in a while. And uh, look for Jake Bischoff to get some power play opportunities. Uh, you know, Don Lucci is looking for a defenseman who can run power play, and he was one of the guys he mentioned. And, I'm assuming he's talking Brodzinski and Bischoff for those being the two top likely candidates to lead the power play. Is that correct? Um, he hasn't been real definitive about who it's going to be. He says, you know, he's never had so many spots open for guys to compete. Um, he's going to give veterans the, the chance to win those spots early, but he he hasn't really said much about who's going to be where. Those two would be seem would to me but, seem like the most likely candidates, especially. That would, yeah, yeah, that would make sense to me, too. Yeah, I mean, with Brzezinski's shot, I mean, he to me, he's got a great shot, and and uh, you know, he'd be those kind, one of those guys that kind of like Nate Schmidt was a few years ago, where you know, just taking bombs with that big shot and kind of creating offense. And I don't know that he'll have that kind of a year, but I think that he'd be one of those kinds of guys that we could really step up into that role. Well, Vigo, you you uh, recorded a bunch of audio today, and I was going to play some of it, but I figured, you know what, I'll just add it to the end of the podcast, so. If anyone wants to listen to it, just download the podcast. And boy, you had bought about fifteen or twenty minutes worth of audio, didn't you? Yeah, it was a pretty nice session today. Well, I will add that to the end of the podcast. So uh, if you're if you're listening live, sorry, just download it later. We'll have it up in about an hour or so. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's uh, GPL podcast. I want to thank Vintage Minnesota Hockey for being our first sponsor. It's always nice to have somebody paying to listen to us. We'll be back (laughs) next week. We'll talk about uh, the Bulldogs coming to town. Highly ranked Bulldogs. Until then, thanks. You know what? It's going to be interesting. It's the first year we haven't had one. Um, and, you know, I was trying to debate we want an exhibition game. I don't know how much we've got out of the exhibition games the last few years. Uh, it gave us a chance to practice more, you know, but we haven't had the, the dry run, so to speak, uh, with the bright lights on and putting the uniform. And so I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different, especially for the freshmen. Um, you know, so it'll all be new. But, uh, you know, the big thing for our team is going to be re- the returning guys. I think when I look at the, the group of forwards, they're going to be counted on. And I think every guy to a, to a man looks better than what they did, you know, especially the key guys that we're, we're counting on. And I think those guys that, um, you know, played especially in our top nine last year uh, that are returning all are in a position to, you know, have increased production. I'll be very surprised if they all don't. Made any goalie plans at all for the weekend? Yeah, one's going to play. Good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I don't think we're going to pull our goalie for 60 minutes, so I think we're going to do it. We'll have one of them play. Um, you know, we haven't made any decisions yet uh, on what we're going to do with, with that. Um, you know, whoever we start, I mean, that, that'll be the coach, coach's decision on who's going to play the first game. And then after that, it'll be, you know, who's going to be able to hold the spot or um, it'll be depending upon how they play. I mean, that's the hard part with the goaltending position that, you know, until you actually play games, you really don't know. So 
you know, whoever plays is not going to have much experience, and that's just part of it with our group this year that um, we have, especially early on, I mean, we're going to have a lot of guys that uh, haven't played a lot of college hockey and um, just got to play. I'm intrigued by Shearhorn's uh, international. He's had four major tournaments that he's been in. Can you expand a little bit on those? Well, he's 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 experienced, and I think that's a, you know the one thing he's got going for himself is that uh, you know he had a very good year in the USHL playing for Muskegon. Um, I think this is going to be there's going to be a learning curve for him because it's the first time in a, in a few years where he's actually had a goalie coach to work with with Justin, who's done a, a terrific job with our goalies over the years, and um, so he's Justin's trying to you know get him to, to change some elements of his game and think about you know maybe things that he, he hasn't. You know, he's such a reactive goalie. He reminds me a little bit of Adam when he was young. Um, he's just so athletic. But, you know, once Adam quieted his game down, I think that's when you really saw him take off. Um, but he played a boatload of games. He, he played for uh, the U.S. team at Christmas time up in Canada where they, they won the tournament along with, uh, I think, Tyler Sheehy. And, and we had three or four guys on that team, uh, Tommy Novak. Um, so, I mean, those are all good experiences. Um, but, you know, it's going to be different. Uh, you know, once he gets an opportunity at the collegiate level, I mean, you talk to any of the goalies now that come from the junior level, it's like, no, oh, the guys shoot the puck a little bit better. You know, they can pick the corners more so than, you know, maybe that, that their level they were at. So, you know, he's, he's got the background. Now he's got to show he can do it at this level. Still uh, still waiting on the goalie. Um, but you kind of had a full week of practice with this. Are you, do you have, like, an idea of who you're going to play in this game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now that um, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, who the six defensemen are going to be and, you know, comfortable with probably 11 out of 12 forwards that they're going to play. And, um, you know, early on, like any year, uh, those guys are going to have to go in and out of the lineup a little bit um, and to see, you know, who's going to deserve some of those spots. Uh, we'll have a lot of different guys. I mean, Connor didn't finish the year last year, and, and we, you know, we turned over our goalie. We turned over three defensemen, um, so and we could have ten new guys in our lineup on uh, Saturday than what finished the year last year. Justin indicated that communication is so key this year, and that's been an emphasis from you. Would you agree with that? Is there anything? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's like anything. I think it, you know, you you know, you you look at yourself first and areas that you can do better, and uh, as a staff, and um, you know, I want to make sure that you know I'm I'm doing a good job communicating. Um, uh, what our expectations are with every player, what role they, they need to fill, um, areas that they can improve, and, and uh, whether it's meeting with the captains on a weekly basis or touching base with all the players on a, on a regular basis, so they have a they have a good understanding. And then you know it goes from there. Um, you know if the guys have issues, go through the captains. Um, uh, the captains have a lot of say. You know you give them input on things that, that we do around here and, and get their thoughts because you want to make sure they have a buy-in with everything that we're doing. Um, and then that leads to you got to have great communication on the ice. I, that's such a big factor, and it's it's so often overlooked. And especially the young guys, they come in and you know they're they're kind of lips are frozen when they're out on the ice, and that communication becomes extremely important. And talking, and the, the older guys have to you know make sure they lead the way with that as well. Like the chemistry developing between Clues uh, and Fashing? Yeah, I mean, uh, whether we keep them together, uh, you know, what remains to be seen. Um, I, I just like the looks of some guys. I mean, like Camarada looks his, his skating, he, you know, uh, went to a, you know, a skating coach over the summer. It, it's improved his, his play. Uh, Vinny's the same way. He looks like a different player. Um, you know, Clues is always going to play hard. And, and I think Hudson's going to have a real good year. I mean, Hudson, you know, he had a, a very difficult academic load last year. He had a lot of Injuries it seemed like all year long he had a nagging injury and even had a, a little minor surgery to clean up something uh, when the season ended. And, and he just he looks fresh. He looks you know where he's not skating in pain like he was 90% of the year last year. It just always seemed like it was something. So I'm, I, I, those guys are going to have to have real good years. But I think we have balance in what we've seen so far. You know, right now we have three freshman centers out of four. I mean, you'd like to have. You know, a little bit more veteran up the middle, but we'll see if those guys are going to be able to handle it early on, and or just say, you know what, we got to give them experience, and you know, it might take them a month or so to understand all the responsibilities that go with it. Uh, but we have some options if we feel if they can't do it. I mean, Benny can always move to center, so um, it's just we have to start playing some games to, to find out more about our team and you know which direction we need to go as far as the coaching element is concerned. With Justin being your top-line center, what do you need to see from him this season? I think the consistency that goes with that. Um, you know, Justin's a really good player. He's a tremendous skater. Um, but now he's not one of three. You know, he's not hiding behind, you know, 
two seniors, Travis Boyd and, and Kyle Rowell, like he was last year. Now he's the front-line guy. Uh, he's going to get those front-line minutes playing against top players. Uh, and, you know, he's going to have to be able to handle that responsibility on both ends of the rink. Uh, he's been very good you know, the two years he's been here, but now it's that added responsibility. Can you be that go-to guy night in and night out, not, you know, every so many games, but now he, he needs to, to produce every night. With three new center, what's been the emphasis for them this week to get them ready? Uh, you know, just what their responsibilities are, mainly without the puck. Um, you know, it's not just them. I mean, we, they may not be the first guy back because we, we pretty much play interchangeable system where it's going to be, you know, first guy back, not necessarily the center. Uh, I think they've done a good job on breakouts being low and slow where we want them. Uh, but being able to get in, defend, uh, that that's a big part of it. You know, they're, uh, when you're... 18 or 19 years old, and all of a sudden you're playing against 22-year-olds, you know, physically makes a difference as well. But defense is with the unit of five. I mean, that's a big thing we got to play as a group of five, not just one. You embracing having such a, such yeah, a new roster? It's, and it's, kind of it's, it's different. You know what? I mean, I, I, I thought about it a lot. It's like I almost feel like, I mean, we're going into that first game. I almost feel like it's 1999 again with the first team, and, you know, we got to play a game to see what they can do, and, and that's where we're at with this group too. I mean, we're... we're uh, We've got some good players. Um, I think we, we've, uh, I don't know if we have superstars, but I think we have a lot of good players. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can gel as quickly as we possibly can as a team. And, you know, if we have a, uh, an off night, that we can learn from it and get better for the following week. The Regents approved some updates to Marriage Arena this fall. Do you have a good idea of when yeah, that's I mean, going to happen? Yeah, I mean, we, 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 um, we could have started it this fall, but it wouldn't have been done until January, you know, redoing this downstairs area. So basically, you know, the area from when you walk in the double doors all the way to our locker room is all going to be go for hockey. We'll move the visitor's locker room to the other side, um, put a lounge down here, kitchen, you know, some hydro tubs and um, there's things that we need to do. So we have the money for the first phase, which is down here, you know, now and we'll start that basically April 1st of next year and it'll be done in time for, you know, fall of 2016. So that's the first step. The second step then is, you know, redoing the weight room and, you know, adding some shooting stations. And um, so Marichu was built in 93 and there's been a lot of facilities upgraded and built since that time. And, and so we need to, to do our upgrades too. You'd been talking about uh, narrowing the rink a little bit and putting in NHL corners is that kind of on hold until you figure well, out the I mean, it, there's different, issue? Well, there's different phases. So I mean, that's the the, the last phases as, as far as I'm concerned. The, the number one, everything we want to do first is for the players and, and their uh, development, their comfort, and uh, you know that's why this area has to be done first. You know, the weight room will be done second, and then we'll worry about that down the line. Everyone healthy going into uh, Saturday? Yeah, we are. You know what? Um, everybody's healthy. Not many guys are in the training room. A little nagging thing here or there, but you know, I'm sure that's all going to change once you, you know, the physicality of the game, you know, starts to increase. Yes, what was your thought process behind not having the uh, exhibition game and trying to, especially the team? Well, I mean, I just feel it seemed like you know some of these exhibition games that they've been kind of lopsided, and you know, you know, shoot somebody 45 to 15. I don't know how much that does for you, uh, and and you don't get any practice time. So I just felt that you know maybe we could get some uh, more benefit out of practice. But you know, maybe in hindsight we'd like to play the game, but. You know, it's just the way it worked this year. And, you know, we're not the only team that didn't play an exhibition game. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much it really helps you or hurts you uh, once you get past, you know, the first period on Saturday. Going in playing Vermont, uh, what do you – Are you, is there anything that you can take from them? I know they played an exhibition game. Yeah, no, there's nothing we can take from them other than the fact that, uh, you know, they were a team that, you know, made it to the Final Four in Hockey East last year. And we all know how good a team they are. and uh, Or Hockey East is how good a league that that is. Um, they have a lot, of, a lot of returning players, um, and uh, I think 14 or 15 of their skaters that played at the end of last year are returning. Um, so it's going to be a really good test for us, um, and we want to make sure that we, we played good teams. We had some different options uh, to play in the first game, and you know we went with an option that we thought would give us a, a really good game and be an entertaining game for our fans. Do you have a good sense on who the goalie is Saturday night? And do I have keep a, it internal, or is do I have a good a big sense? Day? No, I mean you, you kind of have a pecking order, but. You know, I haven't said anything to the goaltenders, so you know I have a pretty good idea who will probably play the first game on Saturday. And um, but you know we'll let that play out. And we'll probably let them know on. Uh, well, I will let them know on Friday. Uh, we'll be playing on Saturday.
Are you going to use your new Twitter account to announce that? Huh? No, I won't be using that to announce that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put fake out of, out of business. So. Have you figured out who that is yet? Or? No, I'll tell you what. He's got, I don't know. He's got inside for information over the years. I never followed up, uh, but my kids once in a while would send me something because they got some good chuckles out of it. Um, but, no, I mean, it'll be good. I mean, it's a way to touch, reach out to, you know, alums and all that, too, when, when they do something nice and give them, them a shout-out, whether it's, you know, the guys now starting on NHL team or, you know, somebody scores their first pro goal. And, um, so just to just – to, I'm not going to be one that uh, – geez, I went to lunch today. How fascinating. <laughs> Never quite understood that. So, you know, when you have something to say, then, then it'll come out. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be uh, on Twitter. You know, 24-7, I can tell you that. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. I'd like to know who it was, though. <laughs> no, no one's spoiled. Huh? No one's spoiled. Uh, some some of it's like, oh, my God, I do see some of those things. How was it?